for, for it. They were actually looking for it. Uh, I want to ask you, what, what are you seeking this Christmas? What are you looking for this Christmas? Um, if you're a little girl, maybe you're looking for a high-five d- DVD. Or um, if you're a slightly older boy, maybe an Xbox or an Xbox game or something like that. Um, I heard about one father who asked his small daughter in advance what she would like for Christmas. And she uh, shyly announced that she would like a baby brother. (laughs) And to everyone's surprise and delight, her mother returned from hospital on uh, Christmas Eve with a baby boy in her arms. Um, And when the father repeated the question the next year, there was a little less hesitation. And she said, look, if it wouldn't be too uncomfortable for mummy, I would like a pony. (laughs) 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 But it's true that we we spend most of the year, don't we, looking, uh, most of the Christmas season, trying to find the perfect gift And uh, we try and find the best bargain and we try and find the ideal Christmas decoration and we we look around. And uh, the very first Christmas that happened, there were people that missed it because they were too busy looking for other things. They were busily looking everywhere. The politicians missed it. Um, The business community in Bethlehem missed it. The innkeeper missed that first Christmas. And uh, even the religious establishment. They missed the first Christmas. They were looking for other things. The only people who really enjoyed it were those that were looking for it. Remember the angels? They said, you'll find the baby lying in a manger. The shepherds, they said, "Uh, let's go and see. The shepherds found Jesus because they were searching for him. They were seeking him. On a, uh, to a, a, a later group of men, the wise men, they found Jesus because they were looking for him too. The wise men came from the east and they were asking, hey, where is the baby? We've come to worship him. I want to uh, ask you this morning, what are you wanting to find this Christmas? Maybe you've already found a lot of gifts this morning, but what are you wanting to find this Christmas? Because the truth is, you're going to find what you're looking for. Um, What you're searching for, you'll find. It says in uh, Matthew 7, 7, seek and you will find. I don't know if you've caught it or not, but many people in our society today are really looking for more in life. Uh, than just getting by each day. Many people are asking more and more spiritual questions today. Bottom line is that there are people that are asking things like, is there, what is the meaning of my life? Why am I here? Is my life uh, just a, a chance? Uh, am I here for a greater reason than just existing? People are asking, is there a God? And if there is a God, how can I get to know him? And that's what Christmas is all about, getting to know God. In response, Jesus, uh, God, God says to us, he says, I know everything about you. I know who you are. I know the good, I know the bad, I know the ugly. I know your past, present and your future. And he says to us today, I want to know you and I want you to know me. 
So that's why he sent Jesus at Christmas, so we would know him. The truth is that people have a hole in our hearts, in their hearts, and people who are searching can find meaning to fill the hole that's in our hearts. Why are we here? What's the purpose of our existence? If you're honest, perhaps you've asked those questions before in your life. And uh, I think those questions are coming because God has putting those questions in your heart and in your mind. And he's creating in you a desire to know you, to know him. And God wants you to know all about him, who he is. There's no better time, I think, than at Christmas to kind of search and to find out more and more about who God is and what he wants of me. The truth is, like the wise men who first sought out Jesus, wise people seek Christ. Wise people look for him. Um, the Christmas uh, that we're experiencing now, I, I believe God wants to give you some gifts. I think he wants to give you some gifts that you'll find if you want to look for them, if you want to seek them. And you'll find what you're seeking for if you look for them. See, the miracle of Christmas started in Bethlehem. And through Jesus... God wants to offer you three things this Christmas. He wants to offer you forgiveness for your past. He wants to give you peace of mind for your present. And he wants to give you a solid future for all of eternity. This Christmas, the first gift that you can find is forgiveness. Um, this is what the angels said in Luke 2, 11. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today. Uh, I want you to notice that word, Saviour. Uh, that's what Christmas is all about. But why, why do you and I need a Saviour anyway? Well, let me just tell you the, the way it is. The Bible says that heaven is a perfect place and that only perfect people uh, get there. There's no mistakes or inconsistencies. It's a perfect place. And because of that, if you're not perfect, it would be impossible to get there. Uh, if God let perfect people into heaven, then it wouldn't be perfect anymore. So that means that I don't stand a chance in a million of getting there on my own effort, in my own strength. And the truth is, neither do you, because it's a perfect place. I, I lost my chance years and years ago. And so God has to come up with a, another way of me getting into heaven if I'm going to get there. And so one, one of the things he did at Christmas time is he sent a saviour. He sent a saviour so that I could get into heaven, not through what I've done because I, I'm imperfect, but what, through, what he has done. I'm getting in on his, uh, his good work. The good news is that a saviour has been born. This is great news today, that a saviour has been born. Uh, a little boy, he wrote a letter to Santa Claus and he said, Dear Santa, there are three boys living at my house. Jeffrey is two, David is four, and Norman is seven. Jeffrey is good some of the time. 
David is good some of the time. Norman is good all of the time. I am Norman. <laughs> uh, you know, the problem with that is that not one of us is Norman. Uh, not one of us have uh, a perfect uh, batting record, you know, of 100. Uh, not, none of us uh, are perfect or right. In fact, if we were to put a giant screen up this morning behind us and everything that you had ever thought or ever done uh, came through, most of us would be extremely embarrassed for all of us to see your life. We all have a sense of regret in our life because none of us is perfect. And that's why we need a saviour. Unto you is born a saviour. The truth is you can be forgiven. Um, now that's the most priceless gift that you can get. You, it's, it's more expensive, uh, you know, it, there's, the value is so, you couldn't get it at Maya, that's for sure. Um, it's priceless. Yet at Christmas time, God offers you a chance to have your past forgiven, wiped clean so that you can have a, a brand new start. And I think that's great news. Now, you might ask today, well, how can Christ save me? Well, this is what it says in Acts 10.43. Everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Uh, notice it just simply says there, everyone. That includes you. That includes me. And, and it says, all that you need to do is just to let go and to put your trust in him. Everyone who believes. How do you get God to, to, to allow Jesus to save you? You just need to admit to him that you would like him to save you and ask him to do so. You know, lifeguards know that if someone is drowning... Uh, you have to be very careful when you go to save them because people who are, are drowning often just cling on and will grip on to people who are who are come to help them and you can drown yourself. So lifeguards know that the best thing is to go and to wait right next to the person while they're drowning and until they actually start to give up the fight and start to go under, then the lifeguard can come under and take them away because the person has stopped fighting. It's true with us too. You need to stop thinking that you can save yourself and start putting your trust in Jesus and allowing him to save you and not yourself. We're always trying to do that. And we say, oh God, my good works are good. They're great. And my bad works, you know, my good works are up here. My bad works are down there. So, you know, I'm a not, a, not a bad person. Look at the difference. Look how much better I am than I'm bad. The only problem is God doesn't look and give you a, a, a grade on a curve. He says you need to be perfect to get into heaven. Only perfect people can get there. You might say, well, I'm better than Hitler, you know. I'm better than that. And of course you are. And, you know, I think you're probably better than me too. But God doesn't judge you against anyone else. He doesn't judge and compare one to the other. He says, you need a saviour. 
and I've given you that. It's a free gift, just accept it. The second gift that God wants to give us at Christmas is this one, the gift of peace of mind. And you can find it today. You can find it this morning. It's what it says in Psalm 119, verse 165. It says, those who love your instructions have perfect peace. Peace is a word I think that we toss around in the world and most people don't have the foggiest idea what peace is really all about. Uh, Most people don't really understand, and I think it's worth repeating, people don't know what peace is about. For many people, uh, peace means uh, drinking myself so drunk that I forget my problems and I can no longer feel the pain in my heart. That's what peace is, some people think. Some people think it's just hopping from one relationship to the next relationship and, you know, trying to go from one to the other, hoping that someone will fill the void that's in my life. But nobody ever does. Other people just start getting busy and work and work and work until they're just completely exhausted. And then they think that if they can just be so so fast, they won't have to think about the pain. They won't be... You know, they won't worry. But when they're quiet in the midst of their busyness, their fears, their terrible loneliness, their cravings come back and the feelings don't go. Other people, for other people, peace is um, just overachieving, trying to prove to the whole world that they're somebody. Other people look for things like new age and, and try and just... Uh, go for things like gazing into crystals or trying to get in touch with their inner selves or go, you know, um, and, you know, do things like that. But, you know, it's not a, that's not the way for peace of mind. Let me tell you what real peace is. Real peace of mind is having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, God's Son, and becoming friends with God, getting to know Him. Real peace is knowing that no matter what I do, God will never stop loving me. Real peace is knowing that no matter what happens, God will never leave me alone. He's always with me. Real peace means knowing that no matter what happens in the year ahead or in the years to come, I know that God is going to give me the strength to handle whatever it is that I am faced with. Real peace is living by God's word and allowing him to lead my life and to direct my path. It's avoiding needless hurts and hang-ups because I'm living the way he wants me to rather than messing it up, doing it my own way. Real peace is seeing my kids uh, learning God's word and knowing that in their hearts and then watching them make decisions when I'm not there and say, wow, you're learning that too. That's great. That's real peace. Hey, there are so many things that will rob us of our peace. And God wants to give us peace that can only come through Jesus. Do you know what can rob us of our, of our, uh, of our peace? First of all, uh, Guilt can rob us of our, of our feelings of peace. You don't have to walk around uh, with guilt. It's just something we don't all have to do. 
God said, I sent a saviour to wipe away your sin so that you can be forgiven. So instead of walking around with guilt, we can receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers. He gives us a clear conscience. It's like those etch-a-sketch boards. You remember those? And you can draw and write and everything and then just wipe the whole thing clean and start again. That's what God can give us, a clear conscience through Jesus. You know, grief is the second thing that can rob us of our peace. Uh, you may be in pain right now. Maybe you've lost something or someone. And at Christmas time, it brings up all these hurts and memories that you feel. And, and at this time, you might feel that you've been abandoned or you've been through a divorce or you've been through a death of a spouse or a child. And that grief can actually rob your joy and your peace of mind. It can, it can, it can take that. And if that's the, the pain you're carrying... You know, I really feel for you, and I'm sorry, but my concern is that God cares for you, and he cares for you in the midst of your hurt, and he cares about the hurt that you're facing too. And he sees it all, and he knows all about it, and you know what he says? He says, cast all your cares upon me, because I care for you. He says, I want to take the pain that you're feeling. I want to take the things that you're, uh, you're really uh, grieving, and I want to take them from you. Then there are the third thing. Not only is there guilt and, and grief, but there's also grudges. That's when people do things to hurt us, and we often become resentful, and we, we, we get really upset, and it just stops us from having peace in our, our life. Now, you're going to be hurt in life, whether intentionally or unintentionally, and for your own sake... For your own peace of mind, you've got to learn to let go of the hurts and the resentment that you face. It doesn't hurt the person who hurt you, but it hurts you. And you'll be stuck with that resentment. You've got to stop stewing and start living life. And you may have people that have hurt you in the past and you might say, um, I'm, I'm, you don't know what I've been going through. And, and the truth is that... Um, Whatever you've been going through, no matter how much you think you can't forgive them or that they don't deserve it, and you're right, they probably don't deserve your forgiveness, but if you don't forgive them, you'll be trapped in that grudge until you let it go. And that's why you need Jesus Christ. That's why you need him. He can give you the power to let go. Because they deserve it? No. But you need to forgive for your own sake. And Jesus can help you do that. So the second thing that you can find at Christmas, this Christmas is peace of mind through Jesus who can take away your guilt, who can take, help you in the grief. He can let you know he's with you in the grief. And he can help you forgive through the uh, grudges. The, the last thing that you can find this Christmas is that you can find eternal life. And there's some facts in life that I think we all know. We all know them we all... Realise them. The first is that we're all going to die someday. Now, that's not a pleasant thought, is it? Um, it's not something we should get all morbid about, and, um, but it's true. And instead of worrying about it uh, and thinking about it all the time, we should live, though, with the reality that we are going to die. Uh, tomorrow, next year, ten years from now, we don't know when we're going to die, but it's going to happen. And the second thing is that when we do die, we're going to spend far more time 
in eternity than we have been spending here on earth. Uh, we might get here to 60, 70, 80, maybe 90 years, but on the other side, you're going to spend the rest of eternity. Now, I think it would be pretty silly to go through the whole of life here on earth without actually preparing for eternity. And let me just say that you're not ready to really live until you're ready uh, to, you're not really to, ready to die. And hang on, let me read what I've got written down. <laughs> the truth is that you're not ready to live until you're ready to die. And the question is, are you ready to die? The good news is that Christmas is all about this. That's why God sent Jesus to come. He makes us ready for heaven. He gets us ready so we can put our faith in Jesus Christ and he can save us and we can live with him forever in eternity. This is what it says in Romans chapter 1 and verse 17. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from the start to finish by faith. As the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. God says you can find eternal life by trusting Christ. God says I'll take care of your pasts, I'll take care of your present problems and your future fears. When you summarise this in one word, do you know what it's called? Salvation. It's called finding a saviour. It's called uh, coming to Jesus and finding that. God saves me. It's Jesus saves me. He clears up my past. He gives me strength right now for the present and he secures my future. And this is one gift that you will never find under a Christmas tree. You won't find it in the shops. You won't receive it wrapped up in presents from someone today. But it's one that God offers and it's the best Christmas present that you can ever have. You can only find it in the man on the cross, Jesus. You know what our problem is? Too often we think that we know what we're looking for and where we can find it. We think we know how we'll get the best out of life. We're looking for happiness, so we go out and we try and find all kinds of things that will help us uh, be happy in life. We think we're looking for love, so we go and look for that in the way that we think if we just find someone who will love us, then life will be right. We're looking for success, security, significance. We're looking for all these things in life. What We think we're looking for these things, but actually what you're yearning for is God. What you're yearning for deep down is uh, someone, God, to fill the void that he created in you, a desire to know him, a God-shaped vacuum that can only be filled by him. Nothing else can fill it. Our hearts are restless until you find him. But there's good news. All the time that you've been looking for these things, he's been looking for you. While you've been off searching in different places and trying to find different ways to fill the void, he's been looking for you too. And he's been working on the other end. And that's why he sent Jesus so many years ago so that one day you would hear a message like this so that you would understand that 2,000 years ago he sent his son so that you don't have to search anymore for anything else. But you can find him. 
I don't think it's a chance, by chance that you're here today. Um, I don't think that it's just a, a chance that you're hearing this message this Christmas time. Do you know, if, if God had wanted to communicate with cows, you know what he would have done? He would have been come a cow. He would have come to earth. If he wanted to communicate with ants, he would have become an ant. If he wanted to communicate to dogs, he would have become a dog. But he wanted to communicate with human beings and so he became one of us. He became a human being. And now I can look at Jesus and I can say, oh, that's how God wants me to live. That's what God is like. By getting to know Jesus, I start to find out that he's not some impersonal force around here, uh, but he's actually someone who came to earth, who died, who rose again, and who I can know. Why did he come to earth? Uh, he came so that you and I can know him, so that the longing that we have in life can be filled. You might say, how do I find those gifts that you're talking about? Jeremiah 29 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. It's a promise from God's word. You can find these gifts just by seeking him, by searching for him. Now, if you don't get anything else today, let me just tell you this. You matter to God. Your problems matter to God. Your pain matters to God. Your potential matters to him. God came to earth in human form and he was seeking you while you were seeking uh, all other things. And he's seeking you now, though, while you're seeking him. I think it's just the best time of year to make contact with God, to open your life to him. He says, seek me. And 2,000 years ago, the wise men sought him. And today he's saying to you, seek me. Come to know me. Seek and you will find. It's a promise, his gifts to you. You know, one crazy thing that people do is that they hear about gifts, the gifts of forgiveness, the gifts of peace, peace of mind, and the gifts of eternal life. And the thing they do is hear about that, but don't actually take hold of the gift and receive it. Can you imagine this morning if, as the gifts were passed over to you, you said, oh, I'm just going to leave it there under the tree. You know, I'm going to leave it there all year. I like the look of the wrapping. I like the look of the paper, but I'm not going to open it and receive it. Well, this Christmas, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of peace of mind and the gift of eternal life is yours through Jesus Christ who came, who lived a sinless life and who now you can get eternal life from putting your trust in him. It comes by faith. It's free. All you have to do is accept the gift. Unwrap it. Have you unwrapped the gift? I hope this Christmas you'll unwrap the best gift of all, Jesus coming to us on the first Christmas day. Why don't we pray together? Oh God, we want to thank you.